0: That's Stamps.com. Code program.
1: Hey, men. Hello. What's up? I think like I should I should change the way I say hello. Hello, like
2: I just said, was up.
1: I think yeah, yeah,
2: okay. I think, I, think we both,
1: <laughs> I think we both need to reevaluate how we start these oh, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How Anyone you doing, has,
2: um
1: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. um winter autumn is upon us now the weather is not too cold but it's we've definitely got the great british rain now in full force and um i've said this before and i'll say it again all those influencers online who like to think all you need is a trench coat in autumn are lying to you they think we're mugs because you can't survive this weather in like a t-shirt and a Burberry trench. It's no, guys.
2: <laughs> I agree. I actually find that really frustrating when you watch people. And it's like, so what are you doing about the rain? You're either lugging around an umbrella that you don't see. I've,
1: I've given up on umbrellas.
2: I don't, I don't, I actually don't believe in umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, still yeah. get wet. You still they, get wet. They
1: turn inside out. Any little bit of like a dust. Porta-
2: a good portable umbrella is hard to find, um, and like, if you find one, you'll probably leave it somewhere. Like, I'm I'm sort of a put on a hat and grin right. and bear it kind of a person, or a
1: hood on your coat. Mm. Those big hoods, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's too many influencers who clean like shed their layers or hand like their tote bag that's mm-hmm. got their brolly in and their scarf and their extra layer mm-hmm. <laughs> to their friend taking their picture because. Mm. It's the kind of weather you need to pack all sorts for. It
1: is yeah. Luckily, it's not too cold yet, so, so that is that is something. But um, yeah, I'm hanging in there. What about you?
2: I'm feeling a bit um, a bit cheery because oh, yeah, I'm off out of here.
1: Go off on, off rub it. it in, rub it in. Go on then.
2: <laughs> I'm going on holiday. Um, yeah, next week with with um, some family and one of my nephews, and I just. I can't wait (laughs) mainly can I just say Mm. obviously it'd be lovely to have that quality family time but oh my god am I glad to not turn a laptop on for a week and just like not not even look at work oh my god am I glad oh yeah it feels like that it's been a really long time since I've done that Mm -hmm. um so I'm pretty relieved to just like leave that behind but yeah yeah And also hopefully have some sunshine, but I'll believe that when I see it. I mean, it will be nice, but you know, when you're sat in dreary England Mm. and you just feel like everywhere in the world must be like
1: this weather. Oh, um, I'm the opposite. I think I, um, I expect a lot. uh, (laughs) And (laughs) And I just don't want to be disappointed. So yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about that. I'm ready for some sleep and a good rest and, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what is your fashion story this week, Min?
1: No? So my fashion story is obviously we continue to have like runway shows and whatnot. Mm. Um it's the Dior show. I wanted to highlight a little bit. Have you seen it? Probably have. But overall, um, they've taken a a different direction, I think, this collection um, for next year. And normally, for the past few years, Dior is all about this embroidery and tapestry, evoking kind of an oldie, worldie, almost like medieval princess sort of vibe for a few collections or I mean she did have that collection of um was it like the safari was giving like colonial safari vibes Mm. but um still like those embroidered tote bags and yeah yeah, that sort of vibe um very quite feminine like feminine and feminist at its forefront those were like its kind of main themes and this show it is... Now, I think we've criticised your collections before, so this is nothing new. But I just, I don't really get it. I think it's quite Prada-ish. Basically, mm. this collection is very mod, very 60s. Very like, um, black
2: and white.
1: I love I love black and white. I love that monochrome thing. I love the 60s fashion and mod and all of that. But I don't know if Dior is the brand for that and i uh, i think that it just doesn't seem like
2: i'd expect much, that right? of like miu miu
1: yeah exactly it's a miu miu it's a prada it's i yeah. don't see how i would want to buy any of this stuff from dior considering how expensive dior is mm. you know uh, arguably prada is cheaper right yeah i i i think also Dior is such a heritage brand and there's a level of um, class that people expect with this brand. Now, I'm not someone to say, like, I don't believe that brands should, like, deviate from, you know, a certain style or whatever. But I just don't think this fits in with, like, the brand itself. And, like, the boots are not nice, like these... Austin Power type Mm. go girl boots.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially
2: when they've just sort of done like the very lady hiker boot type thing for a Mm. while, Mm -hmm. like monopolizing on that trend, like everyone has, but it suited them a bit better. They did it their way. It could be worn with the pretty dresses, the pretty embroidered dresses, Mm -hmm. all of that thing. And I think it's really difficult now in fashion because, like you said, You expect something of a brand, you know, like and of course like Carl used to really like re like rejig each sort of season with a theme but essentially Mm -hmm. there was still some tweed, there was still the boucle, there was still like Chanel in the Mm essence. So like there might be the odd things, like when he would go like with a really themed accessory or a few few looks that were like Mm -hmm. super like ski vibe, but the rest of the collection was kind of like classic Chanel. I think that they maybe just deviated with too much of their show. Like I think you can have a few like, really like Austin Powers looks and it'd be a bit fun and a bit playful. But like, I think you've also got to stick to like Mm -hmm. what you know, which is boring, I guess. But
1: I think like with Dior, like they have their Lady Dior bag and it's very Mm. cute. It's like, so I get this, this kind of 60s theme does in keep with that in in the sense that there's a lot of like mini dresses, mini skirts and that's quite cute and that kind of goes with that aesthetic mm. but then they've thrown in things like boxer shorts, silk boxer shorts and like those like little triangle silk bralettes to go with the boxer shorts yeah. it just doesn't make sense and They're i don't know
2: forward for them
1: yeah it is it is um i oh, I partly blame all those people who went out and bought those Christian Dior like bandeau tops. You know, those like really popular ones mm. with the Christian Dior written down like the straps and whatnot, because they just seem to think that like, they could just keep making these bralettes and someone's buying them. Mm. And so this is, yeah, the boxing segment, silky boxing, like jackets and shorts that Dior have come out with this season yeah I wouldn't spend your money on this sort of thing at all Mm. so yeah it's a bit of a weird it's very
2: it's quite new money fashion as well do you know what I mean like it's very trend based whereas a lot of Dior stuff is often like you could wear that like season in season out Mm -mm -mm -mm. whereas this is quite like very trend focused for our Real Housewife fans like we know we're gonna see Dorit wearing one of these (laughs) looks at some point she loves a head to toe like Themed look mm. that like, but she's very much like new money fashion, well, like head-to-toe Fendi one day, like head-to-toe, like dual the next, and all of that. Like, yeah, I
1: think you're right, you know. I, I can definitely see a lot of like young Hollywood mm. buying into these. Um, but yeah. That was my um that was my fashion story. your right. I don't know what to make of it, but yeah. What is your fashion story?
2: Okay, so I had one, but I think I might save it for the main segment. Okay. And I'll have my other one, which is, guys, of course we need an update on Kylie Swim.
1: Oh, please. In time for your holiday, will you
2: be buying? (laughs) I
1: did not buy
2: a Kylie Swim because I didn't believe that... um, it, it would suit my body. No,
1: I think you'd do. look amazing in Kylie's swim, quite frankly. I think out of all the people I know, <laughs> I think you, you, you are, you kill it in bikinis, quite frankly. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe it's not the swimsuit for um, a family holiday with, <laughs> yeah. with my brother and my nephew. Um, I very much think like it's a swimsuit you probably couldn't wear in a pool and it stay where it is i'd like to hope so i'd like i would because
1: i isn't like you know all the the kylie jenners of the world with their big mcmansions Mm, and their swimming pools
2: yeah
1: you got are you do you live in la and not use your pool well so
2: you know what guys if enough of you if enough of you want i'll buy a swimsuit please do I'm hopefully going away in December (laughs) and maybe we can do a little like live reporting back of some Kylie Swift. Yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) Love that. Um, But so basically I came across like the, I think the launch we spoke about before did really well um, and now people have been receiving it and the pictures of people in it look great and like I think then I saw like a BuzzFeed article that was very much like implying that it's all kind of, like, Mm. the people who have a BBL or, like, have had some sort of, like, cosmetic thing, like, whether they've got fake boobs, all of that stuff, like, you know, that's Mm. the body that it suits. And Mm. actually, I've seen other people wearing it. I've seen, like, bigger girls wearing it. I've seen slim girls who've not got, like, many curves. Mm -hmm. I think what really is important often with swimwear, and this is going to sound really corny, it's just confidence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Everybody is a bikini or swimsuit body, it's confidence, and like, yeah, if you accessorize it right or whatever, like, if you want yeah. that,
1: I think there, are, club s- there are certain cuts and mm. shapes and whatnot that suit different body D- types. Different for body sure. types, yeah. Um, but in terms of wearing a bikini or something that's sexy, yeah, you're right, it's just a level of confidence, yeah, um,
2: and, and a great the-
1: wax yeah
2: um but so basically this girl was basically ripping to shreds kylie swim she bought it she thought the quality wasn't great so kylie swims about like 80 dollars i think yeah um i'm guessing that's about 65 quid i don't know it's like not not cheap for a swimsuit but not the most expensive not premium yeah um but she, so, like, she sort of held up the bottoms and you could see, like, the logo through the bottoms. But I thought, well, yeah, if you hold something to light, you might. The logo. So, like, inside the Kylie Swim logo that's, like, imprinted inside. If yeah. you held up to light, you could almost, like, see through. Uh,
1: no, but with, these aren't knickers. These are bikini bottoms and they need to be, like, double, they need to be, like, lined.
2: Well, my thing is, I don't care if you can see it in the light. I care if I get in the pool and you can see my bum crack like through it, type of a thing or like Uh it goes sheer. That's more of a test to me. And I'd like to think she's tested that out. Like not everyone's thing is like for you to literally see everything you try and keep concealed (laughs) um, on show.
1: Yeah,
2: Um, But yeah, she's just ripping it to shreds. But I think the problem is... People like to hate on the Kardashians, you know, like people like to make out, like, like to poke a floor in it. And I think it will just speak volumes of if we see it. I think we said this last week or the week before. It will speak volumes if we see people wearing it like next summer and like Mm. the momentum keep up. Because you can't fool people for forever. You might get away with it for one launch. But Mm -hmm. if people come back and they want more, Mm -hmm. then you've done something right.
1: Yeah, I think you're right that people do, um, if if not for like wanting to drag the Kardashians down, I do think in general we scrutinise wealthy people and celebrities mm. when they come out with launches more, um, yeah. but I don't think that's always the case because when we think about skims online, I don't Google skim stuff, but when I've seen people wear skims I've only heard good things about yeah. skims and people genuinely buy her stuff because I've seen like collection after collection she comes out with the fluffy collection and she comes out with how the many collections chummers, does that woman with and people actually wear it <laughs> and the same with Savage Fenty people genuinely mm. buy that stuff I mean I don't own any of that stuff but as you said there's a level of longevity in it so they're doing something right, and people are liking it. Um, yeah. I, um, yeah, I think that we just gotta wait till next year and see. As you said, I'll, I'll do my I'll
2: do my undercover research, guys, come <laughs> December. But on the topic of Kylie just being like Little Miss Mogul, Kylie Baby's only just been released like what two weeks after Kylie Swim. Yeah. So if, if you don't know. Kylie baby is basically like a sort of skin care or like skin care bath, bath bath, yeah bath time um sort of collection for children so it's like super safe like all of the things just free gentle
1: and whatnot. gentle yeah.
2: like yeah like it shouldn't if it went in their eyes like it shouldn't be bad and like just has nothing toxic in it that you then would feel really good knowing like that you are like making a bubble bath for your kid and it's like as good as it can be for them and their, mm-hmm. their skin and stuff like that. Um, which I think, you know what, going into children's skin, I mean, when she launched Kylie Skin.
1: People didn't like it. So I don't know what she thought about this. Maybe she thought that babies were like less tougher critics.
2: Well, no, I think she, so the way she sells it is that she wanted to create something because she wanted like to know what what she was like putting yeah, but they, on her they daughter. all say that oh of course but like that's sort of often like what ideas come from but like she must have wanted to do it because man the skincare industry is tough yeah let alone like the child care like or children sort of sector you've got to have every test under the sun your product can't be. Terrible.
1: Well, well, you say that like, well, like in, in, Ameri- in America. In yeah. America, the cosmetics industry and the standards are different to mm. the ones over here. So, the thing is, the Kylie skin thing. When I saw it released, I didn't see a lot of good. I'm
2: gonna say I would reviews. never buy into that.
1: Yeah, just because,
2: just because, like we've said before for sure she uses other products or for sure she goes to a a skincare doctor and gets like a facial that is not (laughs) curly skin.
1: So I can't speak to how successful that launch was for her monetarily, but I do think that people weren't really like into buying it and continuing to buy it, except Mm. that maybe the really young audiences. So when I see her release something like this, I think that maybe they are in it, a lot of celebrities, Mm. but particularly the Kardashians, they launched so many products They're into making money on the initial launch of things. It's not about the longevity of the brand. And when we talk about their fashion launches in general, I think the reason why people are going to be overly critical of when they come out with new collections for things is because they're always jumping to the next venture. And to some extent, I think that we like to see people who are invested in making and progressing the best product they can make so they might specialize like good American let's say Mm. jeans primarily and that was their focus and that's what they were trying to improve and it wasn't just Khloe Kardashian I think that probably helped that she was in business Mm. with someone else but like when you see focus from someone to make something in particular and improve on that and that alone I think that's how you garner respect a bit more people are more likely to believe that you are making a concerted effort to make this a great product when you see these guys jump from venture to venture it's almost like how much have you really thought about it
2: feels like a game Mm. I I think I think because it's so unrelatable like if I started a business venture tomorrow like you don't have to have a a huge financial backing. You can start stuff really small. But I think because it just seems like oh, just yeah, like I'll just add this.
1: They can
0: throw money at that.
2: it. Yeah, because they can, and because it's guaranteed to like almost you'll get your money back from the launch regardless, like type of a thing. And um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, exactly.
2: Kardashians, man
1: yeah um I've got a final little point that's gonna make me sound so snobby but I just Whoa! no no, no. <laughs> so last night I was watching this um youtuber as I'd never seen her stuff before but her content seems quite good like a good easy watch and and she talks about handbags in particular and she was comparing like one particular never fall that she had that was real to the exact same version but it was a fake and granted okay. it was quite a good fake yeah. But she kind of went through seven points where you could, um, like, this is how you can detect a fake from the real thing. Now, in this particular Neverfull, in the inside pocket, it reads Louis Vuitton Champs Elysees and, like, the address. And it's, like, in a particular font and design and whatnot. And she was comparing Mm -hmm. the two. And she pronounced it as Champs. (laughs) now this is my question to you I don't want to sound like a dick yeah because this woman has far more money than me she's obviously very knowledgeable about handbags more Was than she me. American? Was no, she
2: American? no 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 no
1: no this I expect thing.
2: that from an American I love you Americans the listening
1: but you don't pronounce your French very well most of our <laughs> listeners are American as well so you're gonna get it Scarlett um but this is the thing she obviously knows a lot more about handbags because she owns a lot more of them yeah. than I do. But here in the UK, how many it of Chanel? Us... No, well, that's the thing. <laughs> here in the UK, we are so close to France. Everyone's yeah. been to Paris. Everyone yeah. learns French at school. Um, everyone's been on like the Eurostar. Like it's just you know, it's kind of like you don't have to be fancy to know that it is not champs, champs yeah. elysées. Or whatever it is it is definitely and might
2: and French, especially because that's like a famous shopping street
1: it's the most famous avenue in paris isn't it like the f- most famous fashion district arguably in the world um and i just thought wow like crickets
0: <laughs>
1: she said some other stuff but the the one that took me out was champs so um yeah that's really that might be the poll for this week. Like how do you feel <laughs> about people who um, seemingly like know a lot about high end luxury fashion and say things like, I don't know. I don't know. Like really bad pronunciation of like, yeah, like cha- channel instead of Chanel or other or things
2: like Or like if that. someone was like Dulce and Gabbana. Mm. You know, I mean, it's difficult because we could go, we could take it back to like the Nike, Nike. Like, I don't know what it is, but I prefer saying Nike. I prefer saying Adidas. Mm. But you probably say both the opposite, right?
1: No, I say Nike, but I say Adidas.
2: What's the other way? Adi- Adidas.
1: Ad- Adidas. Yeah, something. I yeah,
2: I no, can't say that. Yeah. Um, and I can't. I don't really feel like I can pull off saying Moschino, so I say Moschino.
1: Oh, I do say Moschino only because a previous job I had, they told us yeah. to like pronounce it correctly. So it's been um, beaten out of me. But, um, but it's like
2: certain things like that. But I am a big believer. I mean, like not not any word that's derived from French, because actually it does press my buttons when people be like restaurant. Um, <laughs> I don't. Think, I don't think we need to do that if you're going to like an Italian restaurant. I don't <laughs> think you need to like say that. <laughs> <Or Restaurante>. Ambiance. Ambiance. <laughs> yeah. um, even though it's quite hard to say ambiance. you probably should say
1: ambience Mm, um yeah yeah.
2: but I do think you've got to attempt. it's like anything I think like you know you don't you don't try and say bonjour you try and say bonjour like it's it's kind of Mm. like anything where I think it's a it's not I I think it's polite to I don't think it it but the thing is I don't think it
1: was a lack of effort it was just not knowing thinking that that was it Oh yeah, I want to know what words do you guys hate hearing uh, pronounced incorrectly? Oh yeah, and for the Americans out there, literally, like Paris is like what a two-hour train ride from where we are. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) And like, I I did French since I was like five, so like it's kind of second nature just to sort of say things in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean oh.
1: I say that I'm
0: not fluent, so don't come at me either. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on Instagram, Star Substance Pod. Shoot us an email, StarLaversubstanceP at gmail.com Find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. But anyway, this week we thought, how can we not talk about the thing that's sort of the biggest thing to happen in the last week? Mm -hmm. The bond film has finally been released after like a year i guess spoman um so yeah we're going to talk all things bond yeah did you see any of the any of the pictures from the premiere then
1: i did see some to be honest i'm not on daily mail as much as you so <laughs> so, <laughs> so i didn't um i didn't go through all the all the people who attended the premiere and look at their looks and stuff like that I did see of course Daniel Craig and then um the Duke and Duchess the Prince and Princess well no the Prince yeah and um the Duchess and their look um and that was pretty much it from a premiere standpoint um so let's just go into first Daniel Craig what did you think of his look
2: so my first feedback was, I actually thought he was wearing quite a lot of makeup on his face. That was the main thing that stood out
1: to oh, me. Really? Oh really?
2: it might more have been just studio lights because mm. actually, obviously, like they flatten you out. So it might have been that. And uh-huh. it's sort of like, but to me, it almost looked like makeup was sitting in his wrinkles. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was a bold color choice. I kind of, I kind of liked that risky, risky color choice. Um, I don't know if it's the most flattering on his skin tone.
1: I loved um, it.
2: But I, loved I, it. I think it was, I think it was bold, unexpected and like mm-hmm. good for him. And like, Little known fact, mm-hmm. and to my future husband out there, <laughs> I love, a I love a velvet blazer. I uh, love a velvet jacket. Mm-hmm. If like, I'm telling you now, if my husband does not wear Yeah. A navy blue denim jacket. (laughs) Denim Ah! velvet Ah! Velvet jacket (laughs) for my wedding. I am going to be disappointed.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I um I loved this raspberry colored velvet, double-breasted dinner jacket on him. I thought it was great. Like he was the man of the night. Mm. Essentially, when you get to be James Bond and play make-believe for the past 15 years. And this is your last film, then. Yeah, you are the man of night, and you—if you turn up in an all-black tux, don't get me wrong—I love an all-black tux. But he's just going to blend in because every other guy who's going to turn up to this premiere is going to be wearing that. So for him to wear this, um, this color—I thought it looked amazing. I didn't. From the footage that I saw of him talking, um, I didn't notice the makeup thing. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't think the color washed him out. What I thought, actually, which is quite. Contrary to what you said is I saw him and I thought He's gotten better looking I think With all the wrinkles No honestly He actually His wrinkles are there He's aged Mm. And it's actually nice to see That he hasn't As far as I could tell Didn't have like filler And Botox And things like that He looks like
2: rugged Yeah he
1: looked like a rugged Aging man And that's what I liked about it I think that's the core to Daniel Craig's version of james mm. Bond he's not the he's not the most rough and ready. yeah yeah, he's not the most ladies man as much as like previous James Bond iterations um yeah, I thought he looked great and I thought it was a great choice mm. what about um the Duchess I
2: thought she looked fab i I just really. Uh, shout out to our friend Izzy who doesn't listen to this she hates the word fab um I thought she looked amazing like I just like a few people messaged me like oh my gosh do you think she looked great and she just did I think it was like obviously it was Jenny Packham like Mm -hmm. that's her favorite
1: yeah. But I just kind
2: of liked the cape thing. I thought that was quite modern, the way she had her hair, her makeup, whatever. Julie, like I think just generally, if I turned up to a premiere and looked that good, I'd be bloody happy. Like she looked yeah. sensational. And I thought, good for her.
1: Uh-huh. I did I did really like the dress. I think on her, on such a small frame, mm-hmm. I don't think this shoulder cape thing best suited her. Yeah. But it was nice to see her in something that was flashy, that, you know, that shone the spotlight on her. It was a bit sexier as well. Um, she's such a small frame. I think that is, like, where it can be tricky to kind of smile. Mm. Um, I don't know. I would like to see... I think I would have liked to have seen... Not with this dress, because there was so much going on. But if her hair was down, it would have got caught in all the sequins, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I did think she looked good. And she, she came to like, it's weird because I think, because James Bond is such an iconic British figure, when the royal family are invited, because of course, you know, they treat it as, it's sort of like a very patriotic event. Mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> they all like it's almost like um oh
1: what do they call it when it's like
2: a royal person's like it's like one of their jobs. Um Patronage. Like it's one of their duties. Like one of yeah. their duties. Like it's like almost like it's one of their like their yeah. days. It's like one of their. I can't think. There's like a name probably for like when. They... Like they have to
1: come and like represent almost. And they because... like do that
2: thing where like they talk to everyone. It's like it's not the royal variety show. It's, like it's... <laughs> But somehow, like it's got that like royal association. i'm like I'm not mad about it because it's like a British
1: thing and all. Of I think that they stuff, do. They so. do use the they use the likability of James Bond as a way to further their like, likability as a royal family. Mm. If like, you know, when you're associate by association, I think they, the royal family like that They get associated with James Bond. It almost makes them a bit more modern, a bit more suave, a bit more, uh, you know? And then of course, like he works for the, you know, Her Majesty's Secret Service. So it is, intrinsically tied to the royal family in that sense um for all those who live abroad like all our government agencies and stuff is all like her majesty's blah blah um so yeah i do think they enjoy the spotlight Mm. when they attend the james bond events and so she wanted to be like the golden girl you know which she gets to enjoy at these events so yeah
2: yeah and also i thought like you know what? Gold's a bold choice, gold's associated with bond, because obviously gold finger, all of mm. that kind of a thing. And and yeah, she kind of had a little bonker moment. I just mm. thought like there's been so much crap going on with the royal family, <laughs> yeah. and I know they're sort of the like the sort of leaders in brushing things under the carpet, and Prince Andrew, you can't hide for any longer. Yeah. <laughs> I will come to your house and personally turn you in. Yeah. Um, But like just even with like the cattiness of like Harry and Meghan Mm. like they're the people who have to face that and take that on Mm. and I know they've got nice lives but like they kind of are now like the, the kind of people being held accountable for all the shit Uh, you know maybe not accountable is not not the right word Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they're the ones who still have to go day to day and do their jobs Mm. knowing the headlines that again ensue and like you know I just Mm -hmm. think that they've got a nice life but I just thought it was probably really nice for them just to have like a positive no I see a positive little like day out
1: yeah yeah I get what you mean um yeah so I didn't I didn't see anyone else's looks. Who else was a highlight of the evening?
2: Um, oh, I can't think of her name. The French girl who's in the Bond film, she sort of had a quite a Grecian dress mm-hmm. and she looked really nice. Um, and then another girl sort of had this like black strappy number that was great. Um, I find it a bit weird that like the Z, the Z lists get invited to like I really feel like it used <laughs> to be, don't you think when we were younger that a red carpet event was like you only a few people got invited to those but I feel I like know. you know I don't know I, if it's now we know more celebrities and we know who the, are the dregs but I just felt like loads of people got invited
1: as I said I don't know who was on who was in attendance um oh Billie Eilish I, looked cool she was very okay.
2: Gucci. Yeah. She oh, looked course, she looks cool. Course. I like lo- I like her like shorter blonde. I think I prefer it than when it was a bit longer. I think it's more her. Mm. I think it's less like glam and mm. more cool.
1: I um, don't I don't want to be, I don't like the idea of being like elitist at these things because at the end of the day, it's just a film. It's just a premiere for a film. Oh, of um, course. But um, I know that if if even if I were as zed lister and i was in attendance for this premiere i want to make sure i still meet daniel craig don't just invite <laughs> me and then we don't get to mingle properly because i do <laughs> i want to mingle with all of those guys i went out Hello, meet Mr. Wife, Band. i want to his wife rachel vice i want to meet her as well i don't think um, i saw pictures of her there he was there with his daughter
2: oh but i don't remember seeing miss miss vice but you know what if i were also her i wouldn't walk the red carpet I'd kind of let him maybe have his moment. They're that kind of a couple. Where they yeah, don't... they're quite
1: low-key, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, onto the idea of just James Bond fashion in general. I think it's so interesting, the cultural relevance of James Bond. I think we've probably talked about this in previous episodes, but not only is he so deeply linked to this, this created let's be honest, completely created idea of a British man. Mm. Um, But also um, this idea of like how to be a suave man, like an archetypal, um, wealthy, successful ladies man. And his fashion sense is almost like the um, example of how to be like suave. Mm. And I think that trickles down to, like, ordinary men.
2: Yeah, and I think you've got to remember, like, how many fashion icons do women have versus men? Mm, And, like, if a man puts on a tuxedo, the person they reference is James Bond. And Mm -hmm. that's huge, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there aren't many things. I guess, like, we have Marilyn Monroe with, like, a white dress and it might blow up, but, Mm. like... It's just generically a tuxedo, and you all like
1: yeah, Bond. There's a real cult following when it comes to James Bond. There are so many websites that will, you know, pick out looks from the different films, and also the actors themselves who embody James Bond, um, and will list where all the items have come from, and the designers, and the models, and there's genuinely is I think a whole segment of the fashion industry that caters to men who want to achieve the same look mm. and you know like for example in preparation for this episode and looking at what James Bond is wearing in the latest film No Time to Die I came across a website and they picked out looks from the film and like there's one brand called NPEL, and they they kind of have a whole 007 collection because a lot of their pieces that they have feature in this film. Wow. And so in one of the um, posters uh, to promote this film, um, Daniel's wearing this kind of Navy blue, uh, thick knitted jumper. And it's quite reminiscent of what like uh, men and women in like the RAF actually wear that sort of mm-hmm. Navy blue jumper. And, um, And so you can buy it from NPL and it costs you £345 for this jumper. And like the matching trousers is like another, like 250. And so there are a a number of brands that off the back of this single film are going to be selling out a lot of pieces to a lot of guys who, you know, are like seeking to replicate this look. And I think that that's interesting.
2: Yeah definitely and I can like I can see lots of like male fashion bloggers or something like that almost being Mm. like you know you could imagine there being sort of paid partnerships with MPL where they accessorize that jumper or that kind of thing because Bond's got a real timeless look like you said there's a lot of homage to military-esque stuff because obviously he can fly planes he can like do it all Mm -hmm. type of thing he's almost a bit like a marine seal yeah I think
1: to be um like in the secret service I think you do have to come through
2: yeah the the navy
1: or the army or something yeah
2: um and like but so I think as well I think for Daniel Craig I mean Sir Tom Ford (laughs) I feel like that's what he should be called anyway um yeah Tom Ford I think has been doing the tuxedos since Daniel Craig started and I'm sh- I don't know for sure but I'm pretty sure that pink jacket probably was Tom Ford. Yeah Craig.
1: I think so yeah.
2: Um, and there is in my opinion no greater man to like kit out someone. His suits and his mm. tailoring is just the most exquisite. Yeah. Like if I was a man that's what I'd be aspiring to buy one day mm. is a Tom mm. Ford suit.
1: But do you think that is because, okay, so Daniel Craig's been James Bond for the past 15 years. Yeah. And it, oh, you know, what, I, I keep, I keep getting confused between Tom Jones and Tom Ford right I now. know,
2: that's why it's it's, really... so I was like, oh, is he Sir Tom Ford? And I was like, no, it's Sir, sir Tom, Tom Jones. But I was like, Tom Ford should be a sir, even though he's not British. Um.
1: Yeah. So Tom Ford. <laughs> because he's been outfitting James Bond for that amount Mm. of time, like that is us throughout our adult lives and and into being teenagers as well. Um, I think that's how this brand has become like the brand for men to wear on the red carpet. Mm. So I think they both do each other favors, you know, um, that's why, that's why, Tom Jones Um, (laughs) is an aspirational brand for men now and for the past however many years because James Bond is aspirational
2: yeah and absolutely and also like I think it's kind of funny that like the tuxedo there aren't mm. many occasions where, like, we men no. would have to wear that. Maybe some mm-hmm. weddings, if they're really like fancy weddings, maybe their own wedding. But again, not many people wear a full tux. Yeah, there aren't many occasions where that has to happen. So I think it's a bit like how you know we have that aspirational, like, or we would wear like that sort of Sex in the City, like we would wear high heels every day and oh, it's like a live that life. There's this fantasy yeah. of like. Because that's your best. You're meant to look your best, right? When you're dressed Mm. up to the nines, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. and
2: I think it's this real fantasy. And obviously, like everything that bombs meant to stand for, that he's like a smooth criminal, literally. um, Yeah. Type of a thing. Like I think it's. I think it's like just every guy's fantasy to sort of be that like cool, suave, hit with the ladies, like intelligent, but also can like win a fight. Um, Yeah.
1: I think
0: also
2: that that's the sort of the masculine society
1: mm
0: -hmm. we've been like
2: raised in of like Mm -hmm. that's the perfect man
1: yeah I think also at a time in 2021 James Bond becomes a more contrasting figure against a lot of the other guys that we see in the media so he's always smart we all know that each and every one of us live more and more casual lives he's always kind of smart but when he's like in the field doing his job he's still wearing clothes that's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth mm. you know um he's still wearing that omega watch <laughs> yeah and that is that contrast the way that many of us today live our lives we no longer wear suits to work every day we um We all have like Apple watches. Not many people wear everyday analog watches, let alone watches which are worth like six grand upwards. Um, He is a man who, at least Daniel Craig's version, um, he has a lot of fine lines, a lot of wrinkles, um, rough looking, as opposed to an overly more polished or maybe um, a man who maybe gets facials and things like that. He's almost like the antithesis of what we see maybe a lot of men's fashion today is. And I think maybe that adds to that old-school, oldie world appeal of James Bond. Mm. You know, when something's so different to what you're used to, it becomes intriguing, it becomes yeah indulgent almost
2: yeah definitely I think it's I think it's sort of such a it's such a unique thing right and mm. um, it's a unique franchise and like they monopolize on it like hugely I yeah. think like you know we talked about Love Island being you know some big monopoly like Bond the adverts for that film are going to be really long. They're all Bond specific. Like, you know, there's a certain beer. there's so much product placement now. Like, and like you said, if there's a clothing line, that's got a Bond range, like Mm -hmm. this is such a constitution now. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's talk about maybe Bond girls, Bond women. And their, like, evolution of style a bit more as well. Because you mentioned before how the women we see in Bond films now are different to, like, the women we saw of, like, the films in the 60s and the 70s and even, like, the 90s as well, like Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Bond girls have themselves, like, in fashion and their role in the films has changed.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's. I think it's evolved a little bit with obviously just the way we look at women now, and I think our attitudes to women are having to obviously change. Um, And I think, like, I'm sure people. I don't die hard Bond fans probably aren't listening to this, but I don't think I remember there being like a swimsuit moment in the last two films. I... There might have been in Casino Royale, which was um, Daniel Craig's first one, but I don't think there was in, like, Spectre and whatever the one before that was. um,
1: I don't think there was. I don't remember seeing it either. And, yeah, we can be corrected, those of you out there. And,
2: actually, the scene that I then remember... Of being a swimsuit scene Is Daniel Craig Not of a woman When he's in yes. those Speedos And yes. I wonder If that was like Some real revolution Like don't get me wrong He still like Is with women Not in the same way either Like I mean Pierce Brosnan Used to have a sleuth Of women In a mm. film mm-hmm. Oh my god They'd just be mm. like A new woman Like in in out All of that stuff And like no, no. any villain, Gross <laughs> I'm sorry everyone Um but Daniel Craig, it's more like he has like longer, like more like with more dimension, like sort of romantic relations. Let's yeah.
1: say back to the swimsuit point with Daniel Craig. I think the reason why it was such, it was made into such a big deal, is because finally we were objectifying yeah his Bond's body. We were like, oh my god, like he's in speedos. Look at his abs. I don't know if he yeah, even yeah. has abs, but you yeah, get. He, he was in he was tone he looked great yeah Yeah. and it wasn't women coming out of the water and yeah their hair so yeah that is a good point I think yeah we don't see as much as that and I think they have tried to like develop James Bond's background and personal relationships more in general Mm. but I think an offshoot of that is he has more of a we get to see more of a relationship that he has with the women around him, like M, for example, we see more of their relationship and we see more women, like particularly M, like a woman in power who is his superior. um, And she's in like professional, suave, expensive clothing as well. She's professional, but she can kind of be sexy, but Mm -hmm. not all the time. It's like yeah. a glimpse of sexiness.
2: And supposedly, I haven't seen the new film yet, I'm hoping to see it in like a week's time. There's the first double O agent that's a woman ever to feature in a Bond film.
1: Oh, yes.
2: And so, that's, yeah. that's huge. Like, I think, and like, I don't know who drives that forward. I don't know if that's the production company. I don't know if that's like a Daniel Craig request. I don't know what it is. But like, and also, can I just add... I don't mind if there's female swimsuit scenes, Mm, mm -hmm. like as long as that's kind of not the only thing they're in the film for. You know, like don't like Halle Berry, that scene is great. I love that it was an homage to an earlier Bond film with her swimsuit and like the knife sort of round her waist. I loved that, but I think as long as the only reason. It, that's not the only reason she's in a film is to look good in a bikini and to objectify her. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the same with men. Like mm-hmm. Bond's mm-hmm. got more dimension to him than looking good coming out of the sea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know it's that kind of a thing. And um, but it's from, it's a cool evolution.
1: Yeah, from a fashion perspective, do you think that uh, you look to Bond girls? Is do you watch these films and think, oh yeah, that's a gorgeous evening dress
2: no like I really
1: need to get my hands on some Chopard (laughs) jewellery
2: I can admire them and obviously they're always beautiful I think it's more I admire the beauty but that might be because of like the thing that we get told is that they're such beautiful people yeah I don't really like and also they're always at these like galas or ridiculous events um, and I'm never going to go to those
1: events. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the money and we don't live in those social circles. You know, our boyfriend isn't this like rich billionaire. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> he's he's using us to... With a license to
2: kill. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I don't really look at it as a fashion thing, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it absolutely could be. There's so many amazing moments. And...
1: But it is for men. And I think you're right mm-hmm. in saying that men have less... Um, fashion icons of yeah. that level but then would you
2: would you like admire the fashion in
1: it no yeah i think i look at the women's fashion in this film as a way to see how they have tried to present women in the film yeah like oh okay i like, see oh, you, that's, you put that her that in something she yeah. yeah like oh like for example um they have like more female black characters in the mm-hmm. film in recent years. And it's almost like, uh, I think I watch it in a way of like, okay, how is this like black female character presented in this yeah. film? And her, and and the choice of clothing that they put her, this actress in, um, how do I feel about it? Do I think it suits her? Is she potentially regarded as a love interest for Bond Mm. just as much as all the other women are supposed to be potential love interests for Bond. I don't know. I I view it in that way. I don't walk away and think, oh, I really like those trousers she's wearing. Yeah. (laughs) I want to get something similar. Um,
2: But I guess like you said, we're probably not meant to. mm. It is like it's a film for guys and all of that stuff. And actually on the topic of that, Daniel Craig got asked if he thought like Bond or the new Bond should be a woman Mm -hmm. and his retort, I'm sure it was a sort of PR response was that like, there should be a role equally as exciting for a woman to play. Yeah. Like as it is for a man to play James Bond. And Mm -hmm. actually I totally agree with that because you know what? It's not a woman's film. Yeah. Like, yeah. And of course it could be kind of different. But actually in a book, it's written as a male Mm. and he's right. There should be an equally exciting opportunity for a woman to play. Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not of the school of like, we've got to have like a female play the same role for everything. I don't think that's how things like need to work. It's like, you know, when they try to like, let's, let's take a story and then we'll just insert a woman in the character and so that we can seem progressive. I just yeah. don't think that works. Like, roles should be written with a woman in mind. And like, I love the direction that he works with women, and they mm. have, as you said, exciting characters um, that move the story forward. Or we just not consider James Bond at all. And we create something completely different. Yeah, Jane Bond. That's <laughs> that's written. <laughs> Um, from a completely different standpoint with a completely different purpose, but for a woman. I just yeah. don't understand this, like just interchanging people and trying to make them seem like, oh, we're like, we're cool. We're down with the kids because we put like a woman in as James mm. Bond. Um, yeah, I I agree. But I've got a question for you. Okay. In the same way that um, men view James Bond, not all of them, but I think it's hard to... Hard to pretend that men don't idolize the James Bond look. Mm-hmm. Do you think women today have that? And if so, who is on that same level when it comes to fashion and styling?
2: What, like what a woman, like equal, like a character?
1: Yes, a character in a film or a series that's had just as much impact in recent years for women, or it can be an actor or a celebrity who, um, who represents that level of iconic style.
2: So for me, I don't know if this is showing my age, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't really, I don't really aspire to anyone who's probably like right now relevant. I couldn't mm-hmm. care less about Addison Rae or whatever she's called. Yeah, um, Like I watched the Kardashians, but they're not my style icons by any means. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I feel like that happened was maybe like the Friends, like sort of era, oh, okay. you know, when people wanted to be a Rachel, especially in like f- film and TV. I think obviously mm-hmm. there's Sex in the City, but that's kind of a bit unattainable. And I know that Bond Bond is, but I I also probably wasn't the right age to like lust after. Like they're a bit older than Sex and Uh ladies, and maybe a gossip girl thing. But again, I didn't really lust after their fashion like that much because I was probably not able to have that fashion. I don't know. It's difficult. I'd almost say like old Hollywood. Like I still think that like. Audrey Hepburn and Marilyn Monroe are still Mm -hmm. sort of like those sorts of icons I mean even like the Tiffany's advert is paying homage to Audrey Hepburn yeah Mm -hmm. but I don't know if we have just one person like that and or like this sort of cult person yeah I can't really Uh, think of anything how about you
1: I agree I think for me I oh I love I like love I love the glamour of Marilyn Monroe Mm. Um, but then it's very much on the same vein as like James Bond, old Hollywood yeah. type glamour. Um I think hmm. You know what it is? I like people who have a very defined and um sense of style.
2: Yeah, sense of style. Like they can, style. yeah, they
1: can wear different things, but there's always like this coherency mm-hmm. across like what they wear. Um, I don't know if this is. It's gonna sound strange, but <laughs> I I'm have sure always, we always sound
2: strange. <laughs>
1: I've always felt like Kris Jenner has a very strong sense mm. of personal style.
2: Do you not think she's trying to
1: be Carl Lagerfeld sometimes? <laughs> no, because I've seen like, when they've shown like older pictures of her when she was a lot younger, she's always had that short hair. Yeah. She's always worn a lot of black and white.
2: Yeah.
1: And I find that really intriguing. It doesn't matter what brand she wears or like how old she is. She always dresses like, now I'm going to use the word age appropriate because, but bear with me, like,
2: Oh, she's she's always to get her She's out. she's
1: not trying to like keep up with the youngins. Mm. That's what I mean. Like she dresses in a style that she's clearly comfortable with. She's always in like a uh, blazer or something. Mm. She's always in black. And I don't know. I just appreciate that essence of yeah. like she wears what you know. She like I, I I I feel like she does actually work in what she wears. Mm. You know how people like put outfits together because they're just gonna like prance around the city to look yeah, yeah, cute. Yeah. Like I don't get that vibe from Chris Jenner. And I don't know. I think that she is um she's a bit of a like I can see how she's a style icon for those yeah. 50 and over, you know. Um there are a lot of like louder, um, older, like older women who have like louder dress senses. And I think that they like there's a few. Who I think are like style icons, but people for our age, 30 and younger, I think now all the celebrities just like jump on whatever trend is hot. Yeah. And so it's very hard to, especially for women, there's so many women out there who wear like expensive, amazing clothes that there's not one person out there who's iconic. just too many celebrities to be iconic.
2: Yeah, there's too there's too much saturation. And Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and yeah. And actually like there aren't that many sort of like other than like superhero films, I can't think of many things that sort of just have like a solo female lead that's like, oh my God. Um and obviously we don't walk around in superhero outfits all the time.
1: I think Samantha from Sex in the City
2: I love her, she's great, but I think it's more of how shocking she is than her style,
1: no, but all her style was quite like sleek but bold,
2: yeah, true, and like there's a sexy element,
1: yeah, she's not
2: so age appropriate but but, <laughs> but she had like a
1: um a look that I would say was it's quite a cool one, yeah, yeah,
2: interesting,
1: all right, Peter Samantha. to see
2: oh. <laughs> And the guy, what's his name? The gay best friend Stanford's died, the actual actor.
1: Oh, yes.
2: That's really sad. Mid-filming.
1: Jeez. Oh, God. Um. Yeah. So we digress. I...
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, so do you have, like, a best-dressed or, like, favorite era of bond so bearing in mind guys we're not that old no, so like no. we've mainly been around pierce and daniel craig
1: yeah. yeah i was saying to mr big that i feel like we need to sit down and try and get to get through go for every mm. yeah it would oh it would take such a long time but,
2: but every li- sunday maybe just put on a bond bill yeah
1: exactly i'd like to get to that stage where i'm that person who can like oh this was the best bond era you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like be a real snob about it, um, but GQ does have a list of the who are to be considered like some of the best or iconically mm. dressed bonds. So I'll run down the list of some of them, and you can kind of let me know if you've seen the films or if you agree. I haven't that seen the films, but
2: I've seen ones. stills.
1: Yeah, yeah, you would have seen images. Okay, so we've got Sean Connery. Oh, it's
2: gotta be yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, a three piece suit, <sighs> a grey three piece suit. Yeah,
2: I've, I know the exact picture as well. That you're like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen that
2: still. He, yeah. you know what? There's something about his face as well. Maybe he's just a really attractive man, and his just,
1: voice as well, isn't it?
2: He looks very good in a suit. Mm. Like it really suits, really suits him. And <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's because he's got like a really. It's, uh, I hate saying manly because I don't believe in that, but he's got this sort of like toughness.
1: He's a big guy.
2: He's like, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's not kind of got dainty features. He's got thick eyebrows and he can really pull off like a bold suit and like big collars. And yeah. like, I just think it really suits him. Because, mm-hmm. like, of course, someone like Pierce Brosnan is going to look smart in a suit. Like he's clearly like a, you know, like, I don't know just a bit of a different look Sean yeah Connery.
1: I agree I think that you're right Sean Connery is like over six foot and he's got broad shoulders mm. and that's like a stature yeah he's got <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something else and it was no. <laughs> oh um, no. <laughs> so yeah you could pull off uh you know a strong suit three-piece shoulder pads all of that stuff and I think that adds to pulling off that look um mm-hmm so yeah sean connery is one then we've got a lesser known bond george Lazenby. now if you don't know who he is in a lot of the stills he's wearing this like not a pussy bow collar but like very austin powers-esque suit going on like with the (laughs) with the lacy the lacy thing around the neck um personally maybe that was Maybe that was sexy back in the day, but it's. I'm just, bringing
2: sexy back. Yeah. I had to. But it's just not. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it doesn't translate the modern day. Yeah. Oh, never heard of him. Yeah, there you go. Um, there is another image of him where he's wearing like more of a casual. Um, Bond style and mm. it could definitely translate to 2021 it's like is it a, is it a roll neck it is a high neck <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
2: that is like essential
1: and it's like off, a smart bomber off duty off duty.
2: Bond yeah. is a polo neck
1: <laughs> yeah a, a, a yeah. cashmere polo isn't it <laughs> um the colors were like a like a nice orange and a oh,
2: very 70s and a camel yeah, yeah yeah and a
1: camel <laughs> yeah. very autumnal um we have sir roger moore yes
2: yeah, so that's the vibe i see sir roger moore doing you know is that sort of like 70s maybe like slightly flared trouser
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 a big collar and a flared trouser um also do you think daniel's gonna get knighted
2: I'm surprised he hasn't already, you know, because he had that little
1: moment with the Queen for the Does he like have like this... an OBE or something? I need to Google I don't know. It. He had
2: that skit, didn't he, with the Queen for the London 2020
1: Olympics. Yeah, 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 She um, wasn't she wasn't about to knight him in the middle of like Stratford Olympics.
2: <laughs> no, village. but I'm surprised. You know what? Because it will there will be some like homage to the arts or something
1: like
2: mm, that. Mm, mm-hmm. Um yeah, I wonder.
1: Yeah, I think it's on the cards for him.
2: Piers hasn't. Mm. But he also no. sang therapy in Mamma Mia, so what can you
1: do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, maybe that's why. Single-handedly yeah. ruined his chances. <laughs> then we've got Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the images I've seen of Timothy is like, The suit is he's wearing and I think it was just reminiscent of the time but it's very much like those wedding suits you know the the ones that you only ever wear to a wedding and you're like Mm. who wears that um you don't wear it as an attendee but like the guy getting married and his groomsmen are in those very specific suits you know what I mean a
2: bit when dumber and dumber like (laughs) dumb and dumber is it that kind of vibe those, like, really jazzy wedding suits.
1: Yeah, it's just not a suit that you go to any sort of actual other event in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got Pierce Brosnan on this list.
2: I'm, I'm going to be honest. He was, like, my childhood Bond, mm. or our childhood Bond. But in hindsight, a very vanilla Bond.
1: To me, I don't think Pierce Brosnan is sexy.
2: The thing is, I think he's probably, like probably the most accurate almost to the books, not that I've read them, but from what I understand, like he's sort of just like, so he's similar to I think maybe the kind of Bond Roger Moore was of just like, wear a suit, shoot a gun, don't mm-hmm. really do any action scenes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, <laughs> that kind of a thing of like, I don't need to do anything. Um, yeah. But he's, he's not an attractive guy. In no, he's opinion. not, <laughs> no, no, he's not especially like when you compare like sean connery one of the most attractive men even like as an older dude like you could tell he's just been a really attractive man and mm. um, and daniel craig is not my type but you can appreciate that he's an attractive guy yeah
1: daniel's not my type but i get it you yeah know? I, uh, I yeah and then of course daniel craig there you go yeah and actually
2: daniel craig it's, it's funny because it's different statures as well isn't it it's so like Pierce Brosnan super slim Daniel Craig is like the butchest of them all like
1: Daniel Craig is a builder let's be yeah, honest yeah, doesn't yeah, he yeah. remind you of any builder that <laughs> <but> like
2: <laughs> yeah you'd expect him to come around and fix your plumbing or like
1: De- oh oh okay oh I like, weird, like, that's yeah that's an innuendo definitely
2: oh god yeah he's not fixing my plumbing don't we
1: yeah <laughs> but you're right like he's a tradesman yeah
2: <laughs> yeah um, and and he was a really different bond and i kind of really liked that but mm. i kind of then hope that might maybe the next bond just to- i just don't think you should be able to compare I think he should be a totally different person. Yeah. I kind of liked that when Daniel Craig came on the scene, he wasn't famous. We, d- I didn't know of him. And I think there's something nice mm-hmm. about that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's really important that whoever's Bond next needs to be a not obvious choice. Yeah. like Because like- I
2: think there's the there's obviously rumors at one point the bookies like took odds off because it was supposedly going to be like tom hardy which mm. i don't think is appropriate he's just a carbon copy of daniel craig and he's yeah too, he's, too famous. he's too famous
1: yeah i love tom hardy i love him to bits yeah. but yeah you're right then there was idris elba i'm over the idris elba talk it's then also there a little was...
2: bit too old probably like i actually think yeah I don't I don't think it will be I think it was because what was it Luther had just like been really popular at that point
1: yeah 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 um, and now
2: there's talk of the Bridgerton guy no J. Jean Page no um, if you've heard him speak in an interview yes he's sexy in Bridgerton he's not sexy in real no, life no
1: he's not though is he he's too um he's too clean cut that's why and
2: also again he's just had that real like big moment with Bridgerton and I kind of think you almost want someone where it's like huh okay he was like a supporting role in this Mm -hmm. you know you kind of want them to have spotted potential in somebody where you're like okay let's see
1: because uh, whoever plays Bond Needs to be Bond for the next yeah, years.
2: and that's going to be <laughs> the, that's the most defining role, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, like Pierce Brosnan's we don't need to biggest think of film these. before Bond was probably um, Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Wow! Wow! Look at the come up.
2: But like Mrs. Doubtfire is a great film, like it it's is, a fun but... film. But like you'd never think twice, like that guy's a stud and is going to be 007
1: mm, Yeah. Yeah. Where so, do you think the style of James Bond should go to next? Because I'll we talked just, about the actors. We we clearly don't want someone who is uh, too pretty, to be honest. No,
2: no. Um, I don't know. It's difficult. I imagine they might revert back to like a more of a Pierce Brosnan-esque. But hopefully with a bit more action and I'm hoping this style is sort of like cool and suave, but with these modern twists that we've now got with with Daniel Craig, that a suit doesn't just have to be like navy or whatever. Like he's rocked some like nice brown toned suits, you know, like he's gone like way more um, like, I don't know, pushing the boundaries of the fashion more.
1: I would like to see hmm I have no idea because I think I think the styling of recent years have been quite good um I don't want I just don't want them to be too casual please don't we still want us we still want the fantasy of like how can you be a secret agent and um be wearing these like suits isn't this restrictive to your line of work (laughs) I still want it to be like a little bit unattainable um
2: yeah oh for sure like I think it should be this a fantasy thing I mm. think I think there should be not just like one tux moment or something like that or like still lots of like you know they often just suddenly turn up to these weird events because they've got to like track down someone yeah yeah yeah. I think you know you've still got to have these like what circles are they mixing in and all these like billionaire inventors yeah and like yeah, yeah. I think that's the world that yeah. And,
1: and please, let's not do something cheesy like try and hunker back to the, the 60s, I think. yeah, uh, uh, You know, I get it, the golden era of the UK or something, but it's, it can be a bit corny, you know? And I think that we could... We have a lot of... Um, in the UK, there's a lot of smaller subcultures and the UK is very regional as well. And I think that we could do more to... I would, I would not be happy with the Northern Bond, though. Oh, no, 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 no. No, sorry. He has to, he has to, he has to kind of sound posh, doesn't he? Yeah. Like a Southerner. Like, n- And
2: like no, no dissing to Northerners. Like, no. but I just, could you imagine?
1: But this or, Bond... Hey, uh, Chuck! <laughs> <laughs> but this not Bond was supposed to be from Scotland. He's supposed to be Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that, that, that's what I mean. We can do things mm. like that, and I think that that will add complexity to the the character and the look and the style of whoever's yeah. bond next. But, um, I have no idea where they're going to take this next. No,
2: and I, I actually really hope it's not none of the people we suspect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
2: know. I hope that they've done like they did a great job of like keeping this film locked tight and not getting it pirated out.
1: And what you could like be that. Asian. We have not thought of this. It
2: could it could be it could so be many Patel. people. <laughs> there's you know what? Actually, there's one guy. Oh, I think he's American. I'm trying to think. You know what? Who could be quite good? He was in um how to get away with murder
1: he was like oh, what? i don't know if you've seen british that guy film.
2: he's the british guy he was like a, he was in harry potter like yeah. someone a bit like that were like yeah, okay you watched him in a tv show he's maybe not but i think that level of, Jean,
1: though i think for that level of fame
2: and more that someone's in the industry to be an actor
1: like, he is currently—he's um, doing Romeo and Juliet at the Globe. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd so love an, to see that. Actually. He's an actor's actor, like yeah, yeah. Actor. I think his father was really famous as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, But he, I think you that know, could work. Daniel Radcliffe just go from stop, the biggest. <laughs> no, he has no. the
2: biggest like film career with Harry Potter. And he's going
1: to be born. No, I won't watch them. If you, if you want to insult my intelligence and tell me Daniel Radcliffe is sexy. He's not sexy. Exactly. But you know what's really
2: sad, guys? I what? know you've not really seen our faces, but if I were a boy,
1: I'd look like Daniel No, you wouldn't, uh, Scarlett. No, if you were a boy, you would look like, um, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I look like look. Daniel
2: Radcliffe, man.
1: 100% <laughs> um you would be Henry Cavill (gasps) would I (laughs) yes 100% yes we might have to put up a picture of you and then Henry like (laughs) you are definitely not you are definitely not Daniel Radcliffe don't ever put yourself down like that again (laughs) oh
2: man you know what and again like Henry Cavill he's he's too famous and he's too much like you know he's superman
1: if if he hadn't have been superman i would, would have a hundred percent
2: yeah yeah oh maybe okay so i thought like one of our polls should be who who do you want to be bond and then what was the other one it was um what words do you hate being this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um
1: um so yeah that's all i have to talk about james bond do you want a quick update of my no buy oh yeah go
2: for it go for it
1: um so this week in my no buying clothes life my hat turned up
0: you know the okay. one i ordered yeah, yeah.
1: ordered i said that that was my one purchase i could make um, since declaring that i wouldn't be buying any more clothes for hopefully the next 12 months so my hat has arrived it's amazing it's everything i wanted, you wanted it to be yeah okay. it fits my head which is which is the main thing um the day it turned up uh, i went to dinner with a friend of mine who was in london for a couple of days and Mr. Big wore my hat. Mm. I was being nice. I was being generous. That's I let I let him, you. Yeah, I let Ooh. him wear my hat before me. That's um, how love. That is. <laughs> he dropped it a number of times because yeah. it was windy, and I said, "You need to hold on to that hat."
2: <laughs> oh, that's the only thing I'm allowed to buy right now.
1: <laughs> nearly it. You know when you're in the underground and the train goes. Oh off, yeah. Oh. On hat, it nearly went. Oh, yeah. It blew off <laughs> his head and behind him on the platform and I thought if that had gone under the train oh my god but um yeah how would then
2: that have worked with you know spend if it's replenishing
1: oh I would have used his card to buy a replacement it wouldn't have come out of my pocket
2: no but still like it kind of doesn't count I guess because he's replacing an object
1: yeah yeah yeah, exactly um but yeah I still don't find the need to buy anything right now, to be honest, but I have been on Vestia Collective browsing like really expensive bags because now I'm just like looking at that's what you have to
2: do, right? The way that you're having to like scratch the itch.
1: Yeah.
2: It's looking at stuff you can't afford.
1: Exactly, rather
2: than on Zara. Really. And th-
1: there's a part of me, you know, when you try to save money or whatever. You, there's a part of you like, because I'm being so good and I'm doing this, I will have the money to buy yeah. something expensive later. You start thinking to yourself like, this is just me being like financially responsible
2: to then go splurge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know all that money you saved last year. Yeah, let's just spend it on one purchase. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so it's going all right at the moment. I don't Mm. feel the need to buy anything just yet. But, you know, what's really going to be tough is as we approach the winter season and the winter sale, the end of year sale. And
2: just also... Just seasons changing, I think, always creates a need
1: for more, right? Yeah. You start to just thinking, want a few
2: things to update your wardrobe. You're like, oh, I'm sick of that stuff. I wore it to death last year. Or I'm
1: lacking in something. You convince yourself that you uh, you always. actually I actually need this because it's mm. getting cold. Yeah. So yeah, that is gonna be my next hurdle of resisting that temptation. Um nice. yeah. Um, but I hear you have a haul that you made in preparation for your holiday. I say I heard, mm. you told me.
2: <laughs> oh yeah i i've been i've been spending um not loads i've been like buying a few bits just for holiday one thing hasn't arrived well i missed the delivery which i'm gutted about but hopefully i'm telling myself i'm going away in december so then i can just save it for that um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but i think i was thinking about this like, holidays are such like a lucrative thing right you spend a lot of money to go on holiday you then like spend money to like, I've just gone and got my nails done. Mm-mm. Like you then spend money like on all your skincare to go away or like travel size versions. Not that I do, I've got loads of miniatures anyway. But like you know, there's just so much stuff where you're like, oh, I need a few more things. And I bought a few more swimsuits because I I didn't need Kylie Swim. I want like <laughs> stuff where I can be playing in the pool and yeah. not worrying about what's slipping out where. Yeah. Um, that makes it sound like I've got a you-know-what, but I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, um, so I bought a few bits for that. Um, but then I felt really weird about it, and I was like, this is for one week of my life, and I could have spent that money on stuff that, like, I'm going to wear for the rest of winter.
1: Or spent that money on the holiday during the holiday.
2: True. I don't think I don't think we'll spend much us for there. Um, well, and yeah, it's thing. just it's a weird thing, isn't it? That mm. like we have these summer wardrobes or holiday, might I say, wardrobes mm. for mm. like what? Maybe 2 or 3 weeks of the year? Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, I agree. A bit nonsense. But so, oh well.
2: I'm going to try and control it when I get back. But
1: yeah we'll see do you want to join me on this no by no
2: <laughs> I've still got a few things I need to own like I need I need some new trainers I need some new running trainers
1: mm-hmm.
2: I need a few more like winter workout gear things
1: okay okay you know? well I tried I asked my mum, and she was <laughs> like yeah yeah I wanna but after this year I was yeah like, okay.
2: you know what I'd be willing to start it
1: you're definitely like a 1st a of January year. type person, new uni new school. No, but I, I'd
2: be willing to do it probably more then. I think I need like a bit of time to get out of my system.
1: Yeah. Or like yeah. prepare and That's just be thing. like. I knew I was going to do it. So I didn't stock up, but I did get a period of time where I could mentally prepare for it. I get yeah. what you mean. Yeah.
2: Because there's still certain things. So like even last year, I wanted to get like a certain pair of like shoes. And I'm a bit like, yeah, I think I, if they're like, I still want them this year, so I should probably get them. Yeah. And it's that kind of a thing where I'm like, if I wait till next year, they're probably not going to be anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt about my hat. So, yeah. Anyway, got anything else you want to add <laughs> this week? No,
2: I'm sure I've rambled on long
1: enough. We've been on this call for a while. I know. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this up guys um thank you again for listening to style over substance um we're going to be having our poll in on our instagram in our instagram stories so remember to vote on those because we read all the responses um and yeah thanks again for listening and supporting us and share this episode with your friends if they also like fashion ramblings Mm. and um i've been mim I've been Scarlett Ciao bellas Bye Bye bye